What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another quick episode here on the Fantasy Fellowship channel. My name is Kyle. Uh, in this video, we're going to just go over the recent news and notes. I'm going to be using NBC Sports Edge, just kind of read some news blurbs, and just kind of get through the first week of, uh, of news here from the first week of June. So we're going to try and do this at least once a week where we just recap the, I guess, the fantasy-relevant news. So we'll kind of skip the defensive players. But uh, I'm going to hop into a screen share, and we'll go ahead and uh, let's just get through it. I like NBC Sports Edge. They, they have a good job of, of kind of filtering uh, and getting some, you know, some some good sources and some good news blurbs on some of the guys. Now, keep in mind, it is June fourth as I record this, so it's a lot of smoke uh, season here. But it's good to, you know, it's good to be in the know and, and see if these things uh, eventually, you know, a little news blurb in June could, you know, translate to July and training camp. So we'll see what we got here. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, of course, the Deshaun Watson stuff. He still had a twenty fourth civil lawsuit against him here. I, as for for me, I'm drafting best ball leagues. Right now, and I just I haven't really been excited to draft Deshaun Watson. Uh, I do like Amari Cooper. It's like his worst case scenario. If Deshaun Watson can't play, maybe it's Baker Mayfield. I'm not really sure. Uh, but either way, still uncertainty on the Deshaun Watson front here. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some news soon. So I'll read the blurb. It's the second lawsuit filed against Watson this week. The two new suits are the first since the first 22 were filed back in 2021. Watson has fully participated in Brown's OTAs and will be allowed to practice until the start of the season if he's suspended. Uh, Roger Goodell said in May the league was nearing the end of the investigative period on Watson's case under its personal conduct policy. So stay tuned. Uh, no news kind of on that. But with more Cleveland news. Uh, rookie wide receiver David Bell repped with the first team offense at OTAs. The third round rookie has made several impressive catches while running with the starters. Cleveland has been rotating receivers behind Cooper with uh, with, with David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Anthony Schwartz all getting first team reps. Bell, who was handpicked by coach Kevin Stefanski, is expected to compete for the Browns slot role and has a chance to start in two wide receiver sets. So uh, for Dynasty Leagues, this is what you want to be hearing out of David Bell. Now, a lot of people knocked him for his speed, but if you watched his tape, he was smooth, man. He, uh, he he's, he's got a full route tree behind him, and he's going to be potentially the starting slot receiver for the Cleveland Browns this year. So we'll watch that and see if that translates over to camp. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. This is a slow trickle news where David Bell already getting first team reps at OTAs. He has a chance to be the starting slot receiver. So uh, we'll, we'll check back to that. Uh, we'll check back on that throughout the summer. Now, here we go. We have Seattle Seahawks news. Uh, Noah Fant. Let me, let me kind of get into here. I wish this would go away. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll just back up one. Uh, but anyways, Noah Fant said uh, offensive coordinator Shane Waldron's offense is very favorable to tight ends. Seahawks tight ends combined for 74 catches, 742 yards, and five touchdowns in the first season as Waldron's uh, offensive coordinating duties. Fant has a chance to top that as an upgrade over last year's starter Gerald Everett, but he's behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for targets and will likely split time with number two tight end Will Disley, who had a 58% snap rate in 2021. The Seahawks also projected throw less in 2022 with Russell Wilson gone. Fant averaged 45 yards per game in his only full season with Drew Locke as a starter in Denver. So the way I'm drafting Noah Fant is he's going to be a tight end two for me, I think, in my projections ranking, which uh, you guys can go get the 2022 draft kit. It's in the link in the description below. It's 15 bucks. And uh, if you guys check out uh, some of the promo codes I got on there, go ahead and try and get it. Uh, email me, message me, whatever you need. Uh, but anyways, I have Noah Fant here. He's my tight end 20. He's actually right by Gerald Everett, who he uh, is replacing here. I have him at 49 catches, 555 yards, and four touchdowns. So that's roughly roughly 60 to 70% of those uh, stats that we just read off from last year. You know, this line right here of 74, 742 yards, and five touchdowns. So I like Fant this year, but again, he's more of a tight end too. Uh, I, I'm kind of hoping Geno Smith gets to start here. He actually looked pretty good last year. 
and then uh, we'll see if Drew Lock can make a, uh, a start or two at the at some point this season. But Noah Fant, I like the guy as my tight end too in best ball leagues. And if you guys need to wait on tight end, this could be a good play for you guys in redraft leagues. Um, Amir Smith Marset competing for the number three uh, Vikings uh, wide receiver spot here. Going to miss the rest of OTAs. James Robinson. This one's interesting because I know a lot of people are uh, still expecting James Robinson to play uh, at some point this season, but I'm still not sure. He's five months removed from landing on season-ending IR in December. While not cleared to run at full speed, this supports Jacksonville's August timetable for the third year back, with Robinson on track to return for the early part of training camp. I should have read the top one. He has resumed running on the field. Um, so five months after his Achilles injury, uh, and now he's running. So that still puts him out another four months. So it's June. So that would be all of June, all of July, all of August, and all of uh, September. So he's going to be on the pup list. So you got to at least expect him not to play that first six games. And then who knows? We saw what Cam Akers did last year when he came back. He just wasn't himself yet. So for me, James Robinson's not on my draft list. Travis Etienne is the guy you are looking for this season. Uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside here. He's a tight end now. Added 12 pounds. Interesting note. Uh, and then the Vikings offense. If you guys have watched any of my recent stuff, I'm all in on the Vikings offense this year. Justin Jefferson said under new coach uh, Kevin O'Connell, the Vikings are moving away from the old-style offense the team used during the Mike Zimmer era. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Kevin O'Connell, he, he's been in the Rams system the last handful of seasons. And you're going to see a little bit of that Rams wrinkle, I think, with this team. And if you think about it, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith. Very similar to kind of just how the Rams have moved the ball in their offenses with Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You know, they have a stud back. They have two stud receivers and then a tight end. So I'm, I'm interested in this being uh, a much more exciting offense this year, which has me interested in Kirk Cousins being a top 10, top 12 quarterback. And uh, as it lays right now, I mean, I, I'm I'm. This is I'm, I'm modest on Cousins. He's my quarterback 15, but I think that's his floor. I think he's going to be a quarterback one, uh, you know, almost every other game or he's going to he's going to have a handful of really good games. So I'm in on the Vikings offense draft Jeff, Justin Jefferson in the first round. Uh, he's probably worth a top five pick in redraft leagues this year. Um, interesting here. Uh, New Orleans Saints. Nick Underhill reports Jarvis Landry is dominating Saints OTA. So uh, with no Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas is uh, still dealing with that ankle injury. Not sure what's going on. It's going on for two years. So uh, with each and every time I go and update my projections, I bump Michael Thomas down a little bit and I give some more to Landry. I give some more to Olave. So if you want to attack the Saints offense for fantasy this year, keep in mind, Alvin Kamara, don't know what his legal situation is going to be. So I think I'm Putting my chips on Jameis Winston, Olave, and Jarvis Landry. Those are the Saints players that I will be drafting this year. And it looks like so far, man, Jarvis Landry, they paid him $6 million to be there. He's He, he, he could lead the team in receptions. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. This is kind of a note here about Jalen Hurts, but it's more about Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, continuing to call plays. And it sounds like I was reading some of the blurbs from Eagles practice the other day. Hurts is hitting his deep balls a little bit more. He was hitting some um, some deep shots over some of the top cornerbacks on the Eagles roster. So uh, if I'm, I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. He's a top five quarterback this year. Wouldn't surprise me uh, if he blows away this season uh, and, and just really gets himself a new contract and everything after this season. So get Jalen Hurts this year. Interested in A.J. Brown, but it's all about Jalen Hurts if you're drafting an Eagle. Um, this one's interesting. Zach Wilson uh, apparently has struggled with accuracy in the Jets' OTAs. I got a close look at Wilson on Wednesday during OTAs at the team's facility, and I came away with a shoulder shrug of sorts. Wilson got off to a rough start in team drills as his first four passes were as follows. A throw behind Corey Davis, a throw hovered over, a throw that hovered over everyone. 
a clear throwaway after being flushed out of the pocket in another bad misfire. So that doesn't sound great. Um, Wilson said later, uh, Kay also said Wilson later completed a few nice throws over the middle and heavily targeted second year wide receiver Elijah Moore. So that's the takeaway here. We expect Wilson to be up and down this year. He does have a much better offensive cast around him, better offensive line. We should expect a little bit of progress here from Zach Wilson. Uh, but if for fantasy, I'm drafting uh, a Jets player, it's Elijah Moore. And I know a lot of people like Brees Hall as well, but I'm just I'm still a little bit nervous about the success of this running game with a young quarterback. Uh, it looks like Elijah Moore is going to be the only Jet that I'm going to target this season. Um James Washington, Dallas Cowboys. So more from Mike K. He believes James Washington will shine in the Cowboys offense. So Washington Washington projects as week one starter if Michael Gallup can't get back for the season start. I'm I'm already penciling in Michael Gallup to miss four to six games minimum uh, with that ACL injury. And they signed James Washington, who's just 26. He is currently struggling with a foot injury that kept him sidelined from Dallas's OTAs, and he was in a walking boot. Um, but we expect him to be ready for July and August minicamps. Uh, he was rarely used by the Steelers, but often made the most of his rare opportunities. So uh, I'm excited about this. A lot of vacated targets from Mari Cooper. And again, if Michael Gallup's out, they have CeeDee Lamb. They drafted Jalen Tolbert, and they got James Washington. So Washington is a guy that I have a handful of shares in best ball leagues, but uh, between Washington and Tolbert, I think there's going to be uh, some competition for the wide receiver two and three spots in Dallas. Tavon Austin to the Bills, not a fantasy note here. Of course, we already knew Jamison Williams uh, was going to be a challenge to start the season, so we're expecting him to be on the pup list. Uh, but here's one. Washington commander Scott Turner said Curtis Samuel can play everywhere in the offense. Uh, which last year he was dinged up. He missed a lot of the season. I think he only played like four or five games. Uh, but this is interesting. With, with a guy like Carson Wentz, I know it's it's Carson Wentz, but when you compare Carson Wentz to Taylor Heineke, you have to you have to admit that that is a an upgrade. It's a small upgrade, but either way, that we should expect the Washington Commanders offense to be more productive this season. And you have Terry McLaurin. That's really the only guy that I want from the Washington Commanders offense. But I'm not going to be surprised if Curtis Samuel, uh, you know, uh, has a little bit of a, a resurgence this year. You know, more uh, more exciting plays to be made with him in the running game uh, as well as the receiving game. So we'll, we'll notch that and see if Curtis Samuel can be interesting for fantasy this year. But I think we're going to get into it. Maybe I'll read one more page of notes here. Uh, I thought I did see one about, yeah, here we go. DeAndre Swift. So uh, the Detroit Free Press report Swift looks bigger this summer and that one of his offseason goals was to add bulk. Keep the shift and the burst, but add some muscle in order to take some of those NFL hits that kept him out of games. Um, that's how Tony Garcia describes Swift's offseason goal. So uh, I'm interested in, in Swift a lot this year. I think round two, he's one of my favorite guys to target in terms of my projections. He's my RB13, which... He's, you know, in a 12-team league, that means he's going to be a, like the best running back, too, that you could have. I, I love targeting Swift, uh, ETN. Those are kind of my, my favorite pass-catching backs. And I think of uh, all the pass-receiving backs, I think DeAndre Swift, I think I have him projected as like a top three or four receiving back this season. So if he's adding bulk, I like the sound of that. It could be a really good season for Swift. And we know if he plays a full... 15, 16, 17 games, man. It's going to be a fun season. And he's got top five upside, but I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to do that. He's a, he's a stud running back, too, and he can be a, a running back one for us this season. Uh, Kareem Hunt, not having uh, extension talks with the Browns. He's going to be a free agent next year, which is very likely. Uh, the Seahawks would likely sign Baker Mayfield if he were released by the Browns, yada, yada. Uh, and then Tua Tagovailoa here. This will be the last one of the video. He expects more downfield passing opportunities this season. And, of course, with a guy like Tyreek Hill, they go out and, and, and 
spend a lot to trade for him, uh, you can you can guarantee that they're going to be pushing the ball downfield with with Tyreek Hill, more opening up for Jalen Waddle in the middle of the field, and then Mike Jasicki as well here. So I am extremely interested in this Dolphins offense. It's kind of hard to project as I have it right now. I do have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as wide receiver 16 and 17. I think you have to expect them to be wide receiver twos this season. Uh, Waddle, of course, going to be the safe and steady PPR receiver, whereas Tyreek Hill is going to be the more boom-bust guy, uh, the bigger plays going his way. And then Tua, as much as I'm excited about him, I still have him as a top 20 quarterback. So I don't think he's got the QB1, you know, top 10, top 12 ceiling this season. He could, uh, but I, I kind of have him modestly here at 19. So that's going to do it for this video. If you guys like this one and want more of these style videos, let me know in the comments, like the video, subscribe if you are new. Thank you so much for your time. We'll see you in a future video. Peace.